0: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? Welcome to the show. You ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go.
0: Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital.
2: That's me. I'm your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. Today is Theological Thursday, and we're going to talk about the theology of raceology. The theology of raceology, a friend of mine said, uh, we need a course on raceology. I said, you know what? I love it. We're going to, we're going to do it. So, uh, there you have it. The theology of raceology. And what does the Bible have to say about race and ethnicity? What do you think the Bible has to say about race and ethnicity? Does it matter to you? And, uh, and should it matter to us it's i think it's a good question we could do a whole course on this but that's just the topic and the subject for today if you feel like you want to call me the number is 888 432 7434 shout out to Mr. Eric Staggers who had that 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 word there that I really like a raceology he's also the owner of a paradise ice cream. And so if you want uh, to get some uh, ice cream delivered in a a great COVID fashion, but homemade, make sure you check them out by going to paradise-catering.com. The dash is like a hyphen, uh, if you will, paradise-catering.com. If you want to call them, tell them I sent you, get your homemade ice cream. Love to hear from my listeners. They do. The number 703-913-9445, that's paradise-catering.com, or call 703-913-9445. So, what does the Bible have to say about race and ethnicity? How does that impact uh, you and our faith? Well, let's learn about that today. If you want to call me and talk about it, maybe you have some thoughts about race and ethnicity in the scriptures Feel free to call me. My phone number is 88843Bridge. You should just lock it in and put it in your contacts, Dr. David Anderson. All right, that's the Real Talk Studio, 888 432 7434. You got that? Let's bow for a word of prayer and then let's give you a, a, a bit of the Word of God and some other information. And if you want to call me to talk about today's topic, we are talking about the theology of raceology come on let's pray together heavenly father thank you for your word and for the opportunity we have to connect from many different nations and languages and people groups lord we thank you uh that the beautiful rainbow that you've created represents uh all of all of humanity we commit today's show over to you now in the name of jesus amen and amen well there are a couple other ways to get a hold of us You can always uh, hit me up on andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or my favorite website, embracegracism.com, embracegracism.com. You spell it racism with a G in front of it. The G stands for God. You put him in front of any problem, he'll give you the solution to it. And so out of 1 Corinthians 12, I wrote a whole book on that and lift out of the pages the seven sayings, standards of a gracist. You want to make sure you pick that up, you can always go to embracegracism.com. Now, if you want to call me, the number is triple eight four three bridge. bridge uh, Listen to what the word of God says. As we talk about raceology, I think you've all heard the verse, but in case you haven't heard it, Acts chapter 17, verse 26, this is what it says. For from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Let me read it again. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. That's Acts chapter 17, verse 26. You know what that says? that says that there's really only one race, and it's the human race, all created from one man, that would, be, that would be Adam, and from that one man, all the nations were created, all the different ethnic groups. The word nations in the Greek is the word ethne, or ethnos, and so that's where we get ethnicities, all right. So from one man, all of these nations, ethnicities are created. Of course, their boundary lines, which makes them a, a nation, so far as the land and the name of of the group. But the, it's usually the peoples. And all of those peoples are in one location. They establish land, and then that land is named after those people. So the Palestinians may be in Palestine, or, you know, the Italians may be in Italy. You know, it kind of works like, like that, all right? So you have the people in Greece, you know, the, the Greek people, and then that whole land or that whole country uh, would be Greece. Now, here's the thing. When you talk about land, that changes. When you talk about ethnicity, it doesn't. All right. So all ethnicity goes back to one man and woman. And that is even supported in the Human Genome Project from scientists. Uh, and that is that there's one parenting couple. Uh, they they call uh, her Eve. Go figure. Um, but that's exactly what the scriptures call her, uh, Adam and Eve. So there's only one race it's the human race and there's no difference in us all right with the exception of our skin is the largest organ uh of our entire body and that skin the pigmentation changes based on the the geographical land that the people are on so everyone in humanity started with the darker skin Uh, But the further away they moved from the origination of the continent of Africa, the lighter they became and their pigment of skin changed. But we all came from one race. So when we talk about race the way you and I do, black people, white people, Asians, Hispanics and all that, um, race is actually a human uh, construct that we then base value on people based on the color or the culture or the class of the individuals. Are you with me so far? All right, if you want to talk about that, if that is a revelation to you, let me know. If that's an insight for you, let me know. If that's an affirmation and a confirmation, you say, I agree with that, Doc, let me know. If you have a question about it, let me know. But even according to science, 99.98% or something, all of us are the same in our physical makeup coming from one parent. So we're part of what some would call the human family. And so when we say brothers and sisters, if we're talking about the human family, then yes, scientifically, we're family. If we might be talking about being in the body of Christ and we call someone a brother or sister, that means spiritually we're a part of one family, spiritually. Well, let's talk about it and the impact that that might have on even the way you see your faith the scriptures and one another my phone number my lines are now open 888-432-7434 that's 888-43-BRIDGE Cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240 240- 516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping, or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you. Welcome back to Real Talk with
0: Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's INSPIRE to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: That's me. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Theological Thursday, and we're talking about the theology of raceology. What do you think about that? What does the Bible have to say about race and ethnicity, and uh, how does that impact uh, your thinking? Uh, I'd love for you to talk back to me on this one. Maybe you have a question or comment about it. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That is the number live here in studio, so feel free to give me a call. Uh, we've given you one passage so far, so I want you to mark that down if you're writing down passages so you can go back and read it on your own but Acts chapter seventeen verse twenty six reminds us that all of us are from one race, it's the human race, in that when we talk about race uh in our America specifically, it is a social construct that we came up with uh God didn't say this person. Is black, this person is white. Now, what the Bible does talk about, though, is it does give human descriptions. And when it gives the human descriptions, it never really is giving the human description in a negative way. In other words, we may say something negative about Asian people or about black people or about white people. But when you look at the scripture, it, it is not assigning a a colorful description to someone along with a negative narrative. You don't see that. So even when you talk about David or you talk about Esau, it may it may actually talk about the physical characteristics. David was a good looking guy, and it, and it said so. Uh, Esau had red hair, you know, and and it said so. So those were descriptives. Or the, the Ethiopian eunuch, it wasn't talking simply about dark skin. It was talking about this is the country from which uh, the the Ethiopian eunuch came from. Uh, and it was Ethiopia. Uh, it's interesting, too, in Acts chapter 2, uh, when the first century church was inaugurated, when it started, when birth was given, the first church plant, if you will. In Acts chapter 2, it mentions over 15 different uh, racial groups. Now, if you so when someone says, you know, I don't see color, race doesn't matter. Well, it mattered in the Bible. Right, so why shouldn't it matter to us? You know what? What we ought to say is that we're not going to use it in a in a negative way, to discriminate and be prejudiced against the people, but it doesn't mean you erase it from the conversation. Now, again, we know we're all from one human race, and scripturally, they don't use the word race; they use the word ethnicity. All right, it's if you read in Revelation. It says that people from every tribe, every language, every nation, you see. So that nation or nationality is the differences of our ethnicity. But uh, in Acts chapter 2, I want you just to notice all the different people groups that were there. And this is what they don't teach you in class for some reason. This is what they don't teach you when they're preaching it. They just skip over this. But I think that this is germane. To what the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to look like. And yet we just skip over it to get to speaking in tongues and all this other stuff, which, you know, all these things are important, but don't miss several verses that are telling you that race and ethnicity, if you will, a better term, ethnicity, is inherent to everything that God's doing. And you start looking at all the Bible stories, uh, ethnicity and people's description of their gender. All of that matters to God so much so that he has it written in the scriptures. If you want to talk to me about this, if it's important to you, maybe it's not important. Maybe we get off of it uh, and you just want to talk about let's love Jesus. I get you. But if you begin reading what Jesus is saying and you begin reading what the scriptures are saying, it's not as if ethnicity and and the descriptive differences and distinctions between us don't matter. They actually matter a lot. So let me give you the number, 888-432-7434. That is my number. Now, check it out. So they're in the streets of Jerusalem, and the church of Jesus Christ is about to uh, go boom right in the streets, right? Well, verse 6, Acts 2, 6, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them, listen, heard them speaking in his own language. So we see different languages here, right? Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all of these men who are speaking Galileans? So let's name them, where they're from, Galilee. Then how is it that each of them hears them in his own native language, right? So how is that all these people that came to Jerusalem for this festival are now hearing the gospel, but they're hearing it in their own language. Now, I want you to notice the people that are there. Are you ready for this? I'm going to read every single one. Parthians, Medes, and Iliamites, and residents of the Mesopotamia. Judea, and Cappadocia. Pontus, and Asia. Phragia, Phrygia. Phrygia and Pamplaya. (laughs) Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. It's not done though. Visitors from Rome, check this out, both Jews and converts to Judaism, so the people who were not ethnically Jewish, but they converted to Judaism, it goes on, it doesn't stop. Cretans, and Arabs. It goes on to say, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. (laughs) Isn't that something? That's where you get this idea of speaking in tongues. They could actually hear the praise of God, but they heard it in their own tongues. So that means if I were there and I was saying, praise Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, God, glory to God, right? Then the Chinese person heard me saying it. But when they heard it, even though I'm saying it in English, when they heard it, they heard it in Chinese, see? And then the the Chinese man is saying, glory to God, hallelujah, in Chinese, which I hadn't learned, and yet I hear it in English. This was the whole idea of speaking in tongues and, and being able to hear interpretation that was given divinely by the Holy Spirit. All right, if you want to talk to me about it, 8843 bridge, 8843 bridge, 8843 bridge. Now, let me ask you a question. Why do you think that there were so many different languages? Where did all that come from? Well, you have to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 11. Do you remember the story of the Tower of Babel? I call it divine segregation. Prior to Genesis chapter 11, guess what? All humankind spoke the same language. Now, I don't know what that language was. But we also know that the Garden of Eden was somewhere near Ethiopia, somewhere uh, in uh, east northeastern Africa. And we also know that from Adam all the way through Genesis 10 to Genesis 11, these people are speaking a common language. Did you know that? Check out, check it out. This is what it says. Genesis 11.1. 1. Write it down, and you can go read it even uh, later. And again, if you want to call and talk to me about it, I'll talk to you about it. Maybe you have a question about it. It's Theological Thursday, so you're going to get some teaching on today. We're talking about the theology of raceology, if you just join me. This is what it says. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, which way did they move? They moved eastward. They found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And what happened? They then said in verse four, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that they so that we may make a name for who for ourselves. Listen to it again. Come, let us build ourselves. Highlight that ourselves, a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for who ourselves and what? and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So what what we see here is human beings in their own ingenuity are trying to build a city unto themselves and a tower unto themselves, which was the height of, of pride and arrogance. God, who had already destroyed the world once, who had already got tired of the violence and the fighting between humankind. Now they're going to try to build a city for themselves. God had already built a beautiful place called the Garden of Eden. They screwed that up. Then they started killing one another. God said, I'm throwing all this away. I'm just going to save Noah and the animals, okay, and Noah, his family, and the animals. And then after that, they're still now coming out of that saying, let's build a city unto ourselves and a tower unto ourselves, and we won't be separated. We're going to be one human people and And God says, oh uh, yeah, did y'all forget who you were? Verse five, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. God is speaking uh, the, the Trinity. Come, let us go down and confuse their languages so they will not understand each other so the lord scattered them from the from their over all the earth and they stopped building the city why cuz they couldn't communicate that is why it is called babel okay which is basically like babylon it's it's a word that means confused so that is why it was called babel because there the lord confused the language of the whole world from there the lord scattered them over the face of the earth wow so god according to our scriptures in genesis 11 separated the people groups all over the world and if you look at a map i want you to look at a i want you to look at a world map and you'll see, because of the tectonic plates that have shifted, it looks like we have these different continents, but it's like a big puzzle. If you look at it, you could put them all back together and it'd be one big landmass. But now they're all separated, right? Well, God separates the people all over the world, and now they're all speaking different languages. And this is what, this is what makes Genesis 12 so powerful. Because after he separates all the people groups and all the languages, because people were trying to build a city for their own arrogant selves. God says, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pick one nation. They're gonna be my nation. So out of all these people, he scattered them all over the world. He's gonna choose one. And guess who they were? A guy named Abraham. And that's where you get into chapter twelve, verse one. You see? So chapter eleven then burst into chapter twelve. And now there's one group of people that God's gonna make his people, and it's the Jewish people. Oh, this gets good. This gets good, but I gotta have I gotta go to my break. But this is good stuff. I hope you're Bible studying with me right now. I hope you got your word out. It's the theology of raceology. I'm taking you way back to the beginning. I'll take you as deep as you want to go, or we can keep it up at the surface. You let me know what you want to do. It's eight eight eight. Four three two seven four three four.
0: Hey, it's Norm with A-Action Home Services. I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate our electricians' quality workmanship as well as their commitment to customer service. Whether you need an outlet replaced or a new light fixture or a ceiling fan hung, all the way to replacing your home's entire electrical system, our master electricians are happy to do it and they will perform that work with pride. So call us today at 703-922-1900 or visit us online at aactionhomeservices.com. That way you too can say, problem solved hey are you guys open
1: yeah yeah we are come on in as businesses reopen across the nation Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan, targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more at surrounddc.com. Surrounddc.com. Connecting you with new customers. WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1
0: or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com.
1: He alone is your rock and your salvation. He is your fortress. You will never be shaken.
0: A reminder from 105.1 FM WAVA.
3: Listen to Pathway to Victory with Robert Jeffress weeknights at 7 here on 105.1
4: FM WAVA. I love golf, and I also stink at golf. I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash-out refinance. We our United Faith Mortgage.
1: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp, 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Access dot or Corporate animalist number thirteen thirty. Equal housing lender. license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
2: It's real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the second half of the show. Uh, we are talking about the theology of raceology. And uh, that's a term that a friend of mine uh, used, and I like it. And uh, we definitely need a raceology class, don't we? So here's my question. What what does the Bible say about race and ethnicity? And so we've been breaking it down for the first half hour, a little bit of Bible study. Uh, Acts chapter 17, 26 says, from one man, he made all the nations. Uh, and they should uh, That they should inhabit the whole earth And he marked out the appointed times In history and boundaries of their lands And then what we did is we went from Acts seventeen six to say that To take you all the way Backwards through Acts chapter 2 that showed all these different languages being represented on the day of Pentecost all the way back to Genesis 11 where uh, God separated the people groups and the languages and scattered them all over the earth. I call that, uh, Genesis 11, I call that divine segregation. And then God then moves into chapter 12 and he chooses one people and that's Abraham who would be the father of what? You know the answer? The father of many what? There it is. Nations. So you see what God's doing. God always chooses a person and works through them. So he chooses Abraham. He's the father. He's going to be the father of many nations, right? So now all the different nations and all the different languages and all the different people groups are going to all go back to now Father Abraham spiritually. All right. And so you get to Acts chapter 2. What do we get? We get what I call divine integration, God separated the languages and the people groups in Genesis 11 and then he, because they were building a temple unto themselves, then what does God do? God says, I'm going to build a temple, but that temple is going to be called the church. It's going to be a temple that's not made with hands and it's going to be divine integration and they're all going to speak the same language and all believers speak the same language. Did you know that? We all have one language as believers. Who knows what that language is? I know I feel like I'm in Bible study class, but what do you think? If you're with somebody, just tell them the answer because I'm about to tell you by reading you a verse, and then I'll take your phone calls. Okay, so just hold on for a second. I got to get this out because I want you to know that every believer, even though they were speaking in all these different tongues and languages and people could hear the gospel in their own language, every single believer now speaks the same language. Acts chapter 2, are you ready for it? Acts chapter 2, here it is. I'm going to read it, verse 11. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. There it is. The language of the believer is declaring the wonders of God. Praise, <laughs> praise is the language of the believer, regardless of their dialect. That's why when somebody's praising the Lord uh, in Hebrew and somebody else is praising uh, the Lord in in uh, you know, Hindi, guess what? We know what they are doing and what they are saying, even though we don't know the exact dialect because believers speak praise. And that's what the divine integration was all about. God's like, no, I'm going to build a temple. And this temple is going to be, un- be built unto me for my glory, which y'all were building in Genesis 11 was to yourselves. But what my church is, is a building unto me, a building not made, by hands, but by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Okay, let me pause there so I can integrate your conversation with me, and we're going to kick it off with Novo, who's on the line. Hi, Novo. This is Doctor Anderson. How are you, Novo? Are you there? Going once, going twice, Novo. Are you, are, you, are you there? Yeah, you hear yeah, I can hear you yeah, now, sir. What's your comment or question?
5: Um, from my understanding, in Acts two. When they're speaking in tongues, because remember he he was gathering the, the Jews, the tribe of Judah, and the Israelites from all different nations they were yeah. speaking different tongues because they had became Gentiles. They became like the heathen, just like today. You got you got you, you might have uh, Hebrew. You got black men that scattered all over in Africa, Europe, America, Haiti, and but we all from one tribe. Right. Or from the 12 tribes. he, 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 You know, he went around gathering them, and they they came together and they spoke. All of them spoke different tongues. So when all these people gathered from all the different nations, they was all speaking. You know, they was all preaching the word. And they were speaking in different languages. That's what speaking tongues is, different languages.
2: That's right. Just
5: like today, you got you got you got the, the young brothers out there, the Hebrew Israelites. And they going over like to Germany, and they got they don't they don't got with German brothers that that's from out there, and and they've been teaching with them and, and and breaking the word with them, and now they out on the street speaking German. You know, they they like who are these Hebrew Israelites, and they out there speaking in German, but they look just like the brothers here from America. They can't even tell they from Germany. Yeah, so it, it's not like it's, I don't think it's nothing magical. I think it's it, when they say speaking in tongues, just like if you go to uh 431, like speaking in, and all throughout the Old Testament, speaking in tongues is just different languages.
2: That's right. It's uh it's different languages. There are others that look at speaking in tongues as a prayer language, which is a gift from the Holy Spirit as well. But Acts chapter yeah. two is dealing with what you said. It's different languages. And if we really want it to be uh technical here, um actually... It's not that they're really speaking in different languages. They're hearing in in their own language. And, and Do you, un- you and understand?
5: Thing, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. And when you said when you talk about uh Babel, yeah. That's because um he like right now he's he he's confused the languages. That's right. And, and just like they said, uh as it was before it shall be again. And and so and like you said, in the days of no so social being, the days of coming some with man.
2: There you go. Hey, listen, I got to run, so Novo. I've got this ain't break. Ain't I've got to run, but I will be back in just a couple of minutes. It's real talk with Doctor David Anderson.
6: education dr david anderson is the new chancellor of a mega graduate school formerly known as oxford graduate school and your education as a working adult is important to him to god and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research go to ogs.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188 does
3: your church have legal challenges 6070
1: com and call 844-980-3707 who's the real hero now you are
0: we've got you covered from top to bottom at best buy your old house is our business best buy
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The theology of raceology is what we're talking about today. Uh, Race and ethnicity, uh, does it matter? Is it in the scriptures? And what does the Bible say about race and ethnicity? Well, we're just scratching the surface, and I won't review everything I've said. I want to go to my phone lines. They are open. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland. Talk to Stacy, who's on the line. Hi, Stacy. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
4: Hi. I'm doing well, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for taking the call.
2: It's my pleasure. What are you thinking?
4: So I think that racism is a subset of a greater need, and, and it's theologically based, to be either superior or to show preference. Um, oh. That As a teen, I worked with a Portuguese woman, and she said, I don't understand this in America, this race. In Portugal, we're light and we're, we're black. Mm -hmm. but the rich sure hate the poor
1: (laughs) (laughs) how about that And so
4: i think right and so i think if we look theologically we can you know i think that part of the serpent's charm to eve was you know you would be less than if you don't do this right um and then we look at esau and jacob and rebecca's influence it's about preference Yeah. yeah but i had never and i but I'm sorry,
2: no, I was just going to agree with you. There's something in our human condition that has to be better than somebody else
4: <laughs> correct, correct, and so what I had never, however, I appreciate the concept your introduction to me of the concept of divine segregation, and mm-hmm. I wonder then if since not if since God chose um the separation by language to prevent people from trying to be on par, how great uh how greatly satan has used that right yeah so
2: absolutely to
4: create further division i think that thank you for, for calling that yeah. good, to put in my arsenal now
2: <laughs> yeah you have to add it to your arsenal i'm glad you did because you know satan had been using uh this this problem of human pride even prior to genesis 11 uh with with all of the violence and men doing whatever they wanted to do and things of that sort to the degree now you even have angels and humans inter, inter engaging in stuff and you got the Nephilim I mean things have just gotten so out of control that right. that even a, a curse you know was brought upon uh, the sons of Noah, which I can talk about as well but what's interesting by the time you get to 11, it's almost like God had enough. You know, right. and he says, "I'm right. go- I'm just going right. I'm just going to separate y'all, and I'm going to choose one, the weakest, by the way, because uh, that's what God always does, and that's another study. Why did He choose the Jews? But you know, choosing the weakest, He chooses the Jews. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because right. He wants right. to see Himself made strong through the weak. That's a whole sermon, but just to see the power of of God's strategy to to touch many nations through the 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 weakest of." sort of the lowest of nations at the time is pretty amazing to me
4: exactly i think so as well and i also just to bring it into the new testament you know we have the, the sons of zebedee well can yes. i sit yes know, who's gonna sit where right That's and so we're right. still looking for preference right, right? we're still looking and position for superiority
2: yes positioning and, he, right. and what does and he, so he say he says the greatest of all is who is the least <laughs> yes right Right. And and the one who will be your servant. You know. Right. He just turns stuff upside down, didn't he, Stacy?
4: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your show. I appreciate it. You
2: got it. Thanks for studying with me. That's awesome. Uh, there's a woman that knows the word. I can tell just by talking to her. Well, listen, I got a couple lines open and a couple minutes left. So if you want to grab it, now's the time to do it. But um, understand too how a religion uses a racism to teach, uh, bad theology. Now I can't go too deep into it now just because of my time. But if I revive my Sunday night Bible studies, uh, maybe we'll get into Genesis chapter nine and 10 because it's deep now. Um, you know, this coming Sunday, I'm doing a a, a special, uh, gathering online for, um, real talk about racial healing. And I'm going to have, uh, and Graham-Lotz, Dr. Barbara William Skinner, Samuel, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Reverend Richard Harris, former Grand Dragon of the KKK for the state of Indiana, uh, as, as well as uh, a couple other uh, uh, amazing guys. You probably don't know him. Some of you would if you're in academia, but Dr. Soong Chong-Ra. Uh, a Korean brother. So you put these voices together. We're going to talk about racial healing. It's Sunday night. You can find the details on my Facebook page. Just go to at Anderson Speaks or type in Dr. David Anderson. You can find the details of all of that. But um, it's pretty amazing that in uh, the theological circles for years, even all the way through the Schofield Bible, which recently in the last, uh, I think the last decade or two changed it, but they taught that black people were cursed from the scriptures. This all happens before Genesis 11. If you go back to Genesis 9, and I could just teach you more about the curse of Ham. But what I want you to do now is just go uh, type in, if you're a Bible study person and you want to Google it, check out the curse of Ham. All right. And this is what they used to teach. They used to teach uh, because Noah's son saw him naked and whatever happened there happened there. When he woke up from his drunken state, he basically said, cursed be Canaan the lowest of slaves, will he be to his brother? He also said, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may God extend the territory of Japheth. So you have these three uh, large sort of um, groups coming under this curse. Curse be Canaan, right? But here's the thing. They went on, and said that the curse of Ham was the recipient of this particular curse. And by the time you get to Genesis ten, verse one, this is the account of Shem, which the Shemites, the Semites, this a whole Jewish line. Ham These are all the people of color, the black Africans and people of color and Japheth. These are the non-Semitic people tend up to be the Europeans and and so on and so forth. Noah's sons who themselves had sons after the flood. And what they're saying, what has been taught in theological schools is that those who were a part of the sons of Ham, the darkened people, they are the ones that were cursed by God. And that's why they're slaves. All right. And you'd be the lowest of slaves, it says in nine twenty five, Genesis nine twenty five. And as a result of that, the reason why black people uh, should be okay with being slaves is because God did it through Noah in Genesis nine twenty five. So then the church spiritually taught that black people were supposed to be the lowest of slaves. And then they tied it back to Genesis four where Cain killed Abel and they said that the mark of Cain when he was banished was black people. So black people got it bad. You got the mark of Cain on you. That's why you black. And now you're supposed to be the lowest of slaves because you saw your daddy or granddaddy's granddaddy naked. So y'all just crazy. And so God is just saying you cursed. It ain't our fault. You're a slave. Well, anyway, we know that all that's not true. And I could I could show you in the scriptures why it's not. But just understand, the Bible was used uh, for racism. I'll be back.
7: As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place. The film about Corrie Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and the original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind-the-scenes, true story of Corey's secret army of student-teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at salemnow.com and save 20% with promo code WAVA. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences.
0: Hey, are you guys open?
1: Yeah, yeah we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business Recovery Plan should be ready to go, right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With every Everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more at surrounddc.com. Surrounddc.com. Connecting you with new customers.
4: Another
3: Ministry Minute with Dr. Derek Greer.
0: In spite of the attitude of what you might think is the opposition party, God loves them. God loves those Republicans. God loves those Democrats. That's not going over well. God loves the skinheads. God loves those kids who, they need a belt. Don't you ever forget the price he paid. Even if it was for one skinhead, he would have went to the cross. There go I, save for the grace of God. I know my history. And some of those folks could have been me. And we got to be careful about this holier-than-thou. I'm on the moral high ground, and you're a nothing. That's not the spirit of our Christ. It's the spirit of the world, but not of our God. Listen, debate the issues. Stand up for what's right. But your anger does not give you a right to be cruel. This is Dr. Derek Greer. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. That's
2: gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big.
8: Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. AndersonSpeaks.com.
2: And thank you so very much for your support and your friendship, as well as your prayers. Remember, Sunday night, 5 p.m., check us out. You can find out more information by going to my Facebook page about the real talk about racial healing gathering that I'm having and you'll be able to watch it online on my Facebook page and on my YouTube pages. So do not miss it. It's going to be amazing. All right. Listen, my friends, it's good hanging out with you today. Thank you for hanging out. With me, there's so much more to talk about with the theology of raceology, but we at least, got to, at least we got to scratch the surface. And what I really wanted to leave you with is what God's word said in Acts chapter 1, of, uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. So remember this, that from one man he made all the nations. Okay. So God made all the nations from one man that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out the their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. And so the languages and the lands were created by God. Uh and he allowed uh, them to be separated. It's divine segregation of Genesis eleven, so that he could come back and bring glory to himself. Through divine integration a people unto himself in a building that he would build, not a tower of Babel, but a temple of praise. You got me? And that's what he did when he created the first church. And by the way, in Acts chapter two, we often talk about speaking in tongues, but actually read it more carefully. Were they speaking in tongues or listen, were they hearing in their own language? Big difference. In other words, I speak English, but the China man understands the gospel for me speaking English. why? Because he had the interpretation of tongues. He was able to hear it in his own language. God was doing something divine. It was like when I preach on Sundays and I have someone translating in Korean and someone translating in Spanish. Well, guess what? It's as if I was preaching, but I didn't have the Korean translator, but the Koreans could still understand it. See, we need a translator who can take it from one language to the next. Divine Holy Spirit did that in Acts chapter 2. Wow. Anyway, I got to go. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for today's word. Thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, give you praise and give you glory in whatever dialect, whatever language. We are one in our humanity. And for those of us who know Christ, we are one in Christ. And we thank you for the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. For it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Father,
8: help your children.